Welcome to Nice Talk, the crypto show by Nice Hash, where we feature expert commentary from around the industry. My name is Joe, and I'm head of marketing at Nice Hash. And today I'm delighted to welcome a team from Alephium. So we have Chang and Spolto joining us today. We're really happy to have you on the show and talk more about the, the project and your future. So can you just start off by just introducing yourselves and saying what you do at the company? Hi. Um... Thank you for having us. I'm Chen. I'm the founder of the project RFU. Um, I started to research on consensus algorithm in 2013 um, when I was doing my PhD in EPFL in, here in, in Lausanne of Switzerland. Uh, in 2015, I proposed the first uh, uh, linear time Byzantine consensus algorithm uh, back then. Uh, that's why I eventually started to work on in the in the field of uh, cryptocurrency and the blockchain. Uh, in 2000, 2018, um, late of uh, end of 2018, I started to like working full time uh, for this project. Uh, it, it has been uh, almost uh, four, I think four years now uh, for the project. Um, I'm very happy here to introduce more about RFU. Hi, I'm Alex Polterak or Polto. Uh, nice to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, so um, I'm in the crypto space since uh, quite some time, maybe uh, seven years now professionally. So I was working at a crypto broker, a Swiss crypto broker called BT uh, before. Now I'm running my own uh, company, Hodling, helping companies and people doing uh, secure self-custody in a multi-sig um, and yeah, helping Alephium on um, mostly strategy and legal stuff. So that's where I'm mostly involved in. Yeah, we try to do things in the correct way also, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So can, can you start off just by telling us a bit about um, Alephium and to someone who's never heard of it, how would you describe it? Uh, so yeah, uh, Alephium is a new layer one uh, blockchain. It's a scalable and uh, secure DeFi blockchain. So we try to think the, the new ecosystem for the new, for the upcoming years. Uh, so it's a sharded blockchain. We achieve scalability through sharding. We'll talk about it later. And the secure part and the centralization part is mostly achieved through proof of work and the UTXO model. Nice. So can you give us like a basic version of, of how it works? So basically it uh, resembles really a lot to, to Bitcoin and in some aspect to, to Ethereum. Um, so mm -hmm. We, we are a proof-of-work blockchain, so there is mining. And we have a lot of uh, miners. It's a really interesting and strong community uh, developing really fast. And uh, then we also, we are similar to Bitcoin in uh, with the UTXO model. So we also use this unspent uh, transaction output uh, model. And on top of this, you can build uh, dApps, and yeah, we'll hopefully talk a little bit more about this also. Cool, nice. Can you tell us, uh, maybe Chen, you can tell us a bit more, what's the difference between 
proof of work and proof of less work? Is this your your model of proof of work that you're using? Uh, yeah. So proof of work is like uh, has been there for for more than ten years, and uh, we have analysis it uh, for a long time. Uh, right now, the main drawback of proof of work is the energy consumption, right? Uh, so as a new blockchain, and we really like to adopt proof of work. So we uh, come up with this new algorithm called proof of less work to mitigate the energy consumption issue. Uh, it's in, inspired by research work done by uh, several uh, researchers in Israel. Uh, so the main idea is to uh, shift some of the physical uh, ex external cost uh, to some of the network cost by burning some coins. Uh, in this way, uh, we keep the same level of security as the classic proof of work. And in, in the meantime, we try to reduce energy consumption. So that's the main difference. Otherwise, uh, we are still kind of like the same proof of work algorithm as Bitcoin or uh, other blockchains. So very much based on on the Bitcoin Bitcoin model, but with less. So how, how do you ensure that it uses less energy than Bitcoin? Yeah. So let's say right now, um, if you want to mine a new block in Bitcoin, you just need to uh, throw a lot a lot of rigs to uh, to to mine the same block, um, and in this process, you need to uh, it costs a lot of uh, electricity, and then you need to. Uh, pay for the electricity bills. Uh, in this way, you cost uh, uh, you you are going to uh, use a lot of energy. Uh, in other field, in proof of less work is a bit different. It means when you need to mine a new block, you need to not only you need to uh, to put some electricity into the into your rigs to to mine block. You also need to uh, burn some of the coins. Uh, in this way, it means uh, let's say if we if one of eight is done by the physical uh, mining, uh, and the the rest seven of eight is done by proof of burning, you burn the coins uh, in the network. Uh, in this way, the the cost is still the same, but you only need to use for like um, only one one of eight of the energy uh, as the Bitcoin approach, right? Uh, but still, the cost is the same, uh, the security is the same. So that's how we achieve this uh, uh, set how we uh, save energy in this way. Cool, so it's basically eight times more efficient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And still you have all such. the cool properties of Bitcoin mining. Maybe, maybe worth mentioning. Cool. Maybe it's worth mentioning also that uh, for now we are uh, simply proof of work and that this property of burning tokens is enabled uh, yeah. when we reach some particular threshold. Okay. So that's uh, like the next step. The no, the code is uh, implemented already. Uh, right now we don't, uh, the, we, the setup is when the hash rate is high enough, it will get uh, activated automatically. Uh, the reason we do this is we don't need to yeah right now we don't need to educate oh, miners about yeah. this you know it's it's much easier to bootstrap cool nice event <laughs> and also it's fully permissionless for the bootstrap phase yeah nice 
So yeah, you mentioned a little bit about the UTXO as well. So why did you base it on UTXO? Is this a better approach to security? Yeah, we try to stick to the keys as keep it simple, stupid model uh, a lot actually. And um, UTXO is uh, really one of the core innovation of Bitcoin and was proven uh, really by, by time. Uh, so we feel it's the most uh, secure and auditable way of tracking tracking funds on uh, on a blockchain. Makes sense. Yeah, that's pretty solid. It's the one chain that's been proven for for longer than anyone. <laughs> so that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So you built a, you built the model called state stateful uh, UTXO. So what's that? Is that different from from this model? Uh, how's it different from the extended model? Yeah. Um, so Bitcoin's UTXO model is it is very good for managing uh, the Bitcoin token uh, or the Bitcoin, but not good for a lot of other. You know, uh, if you want to build the app on top of it. Or if you have want to have a very complicated scripts on it, is a is a bit challenging um, right now. So we propose a new model to solve this uh, uh, feature issue. Uh, so the approach there are a lot of other projects are trying to do the same as well. Like the most well known one is the extended UTXO model. They uh, add states into the UTXO. They add more scripts to the UTXO. Um, but it turns out to be a bit hard to write um, like the apps, like the Eastern platform. Uh, so we propose a new model called the state for UTX model, basically try to kind of combine the, the Bitcoin, the security of Bitcoin uh, UTX model, and at the same time, the uh, expressiveness of the, uh, the Eastern the model. Uh, in our approach is, um, like not only you have the the cool security features of Bitcoin, and you you can also easily build the uh, the apps on top of uh, other film platform. And it's actually right now we are building some the apps on top of it. It's really uh, very convenient, and the dev dev experience is very much close to the Eastern platform. Cool. So it's like yeah, security of Bitcoin plus the usability of uh, the Ethereum network. Yep. Great. So can you explain a little bit also this, the concept of sharding? So someone who hasn't heard of sharding, let's start with uh, just explaining what, what that is. Yeah, it's, a, it's an old concept. As far as I know, it comes from the database world. Uh, so basically, when your uh, physical server is not uh, uh, powerful enough to process the entire uh, database load and to store all the files, uh, you can shard the database and split it into multiple physical servers, but that act as one logical entity. So that's what we are kind of doing to to the to the blockchain. So we have multiple blockchains running uh, simultaneously, and that can interact with each other as one single single entity. So it's like and maybe uh, resources, worth saying that our yeah, and 
our approach to, to sharding is also quite uh, interesting. It's uh, very simple. Uh, again, the KISS, keep it simple, stupid principle. And uh, it enables uh, really like rock solid uh, uh, properties in terms of security, but also enable so-called single step cross shard transactions. So that's also a quite unique property of our sharding implementation. So how is yours different from Ethereum's? We hear a lot about uh, the issues that uh, Ethereum is having with sharding on the blockchains. So how is yours different, and how do you solve the how do you solve those issues? Mm, so I, actually, I studied studied this project because uh, I'm not really happy about the progress of the sharding on Ethereum platform. Mm. Um, like after, I think they started in late 2015. After six years, uh, it's still not delivered, right? Uh, the overall complexity of the, the sharding of, on Eastern platform is, is too much. So I still started this new project, tried to propose a, a really a simple uh, sharding algorithm. Uh, we call it Brockflow. Uh, the main idea is really to try to make it as simple as Bitcoin. Yeah, and simple uh, simplicity is the key to success in system engineering. Uh, engineering, and we manage actually we managed to deliver the uh, sharded blockchain. I think in a little bit more than three years. So it's with a much smaller team compared to Eastern platform. So um, yeah, we managed to to come up come up with a solution that can work in practice. Uh, well, uh, for Eastern is we don't know when it can can be fully oper uh, operational. So, uh, it's right now is working. Uh, the mainnet is launched last year, and we are definitely it's not just a concept. It's really something uh, we uh, preach and we build it. Uh, it's 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 life. It's working very well after uh, several months. Yeah. Uh, also worth mentioning so that many uh, sharding, <laughs> yeah, many sharding solutions are based on crypto economics, and we try to to stick to uh, pure like cryptography uh, and cryptographic mechanisms to to build these kind of complex systems. Uh, one of the key difference I, I want to mention is um, most of the new solutions they use proof of staking to do sharding, mm -hmm. like uh, near blockchain, like is like Eastern 2.0, and uh, also Polkadot kind of like sharding. Um, this is very much more complicated compared to the solution we propose based on proof of work. Uh, proof of work like is really simple and really much easier to scale. Uh, to scale, and that's probably the why we managed to make. To, to, to make it in, in a bit more than three years. Yeah, so. yeah we also saw uh, Ethereum has their issues, but also we saw um, Solana as well has various issues of implementation and scaling. Is that also because it's very overcomplicated compared to what you're doing? Uh, or do you see there's a risk of, of problems happening uh, with overcomplication? Mm. Yeah, like complexity is a 
is a common problem when it comes to system design. So that's why people come up with something, some principle like uh, keys, right? Keep it simple and stupid. Uh, in my opinion, like Bitcoin is following this approach uh, or this philosophy very well. Uh, Eastwing actually is kind of the, at least in the early days, Eastwing is a very simple blockchain. Uh, and uh, a lot of like the devs, they can easily grasp it and start to build on top of it. But the, but then all of the new blockchains is getting like more and more complicated. Um, and uh, it's pretty hard to, to maintain the high quality and also the, the security requirements for a public blockchain. Uh, public blockchain. In, in our case, we really want to, to go back to the early days like Bitcoin. We try to build a system that is as simple as possible. Uh, try to only focus on the very few core features of blockchain, like focusing on token. We don't want to support storage. Uh, we just want to make it scale uh, for token. We don't want to make it scale for uh, everything. Uh, so yeah, uh, to sum up is basically we are following the, the KISS principle and try to build a blockchain that is uh, focusing on the the, the, the the critical features we think is really needed for the blockchain. Uh, and still, we want to keep the things to be decentralized. Uh, right now, I think for Solana and for a lot of new blockchains, uh, it's really hard for like for normal users to run four nodes or to yeah. run the validators. Uh, this is actually a very, I think is kind of uh, um, going away from the initial motivation of the blockchain, right? We want to create a create a decentralized platform but nowadays it's really more and more people they just focus on the only on the user experience and try to make the system uh, run faster without caring about decentralization yeah. uh, that's not not our motivation we still want to really build decentralized platform uh, well try to improve the user user experience try to improve the scalability with smart algorithms Great. Yeah, decentralization is the core of all crypto, and in my opinion, it's yeah, like you say, a lot of the projects are getting more, more and more yep. going back to the traditional finance model, where you know you have big investments yep. required first to set up a staking node and and so on. So yeah, so that's great. So what would be um, why did you create the project? And correct me, is Alephium or Alphium? You might have been saying it wrong the whole time. <laughs> Maybe okay. you start first and uh, I will try to... Uh, yeah, so I think that many people, like at least in the development community, already uh, quite well understand the, the ideas behind decentralization, behind blockchain tech and tokenization. And uh, the main struggle now is uh, both scalability and uh, also security. We see a lot of problems in, in both areas. So... Mm -hmm. Our main uh, aim was to, to, and still is, to propose a scalable and secure uh, platform for DeFi. So that's the, the core use case, I believe. Shane? Yeah. So um, 
for me, the motivation to create um, like Alphion is really uh, as long as the adoption of blockchain grows, we need to have a more scalable platform, right? While still keep the platform to be decentralized. Mm. As I mentioned, that right now we don't really have such a solution. We have solutions that can like work for more users, but it's really uh, going back to the traditional uh, uh, financial system, like uh, like you said. Um, so what we want to do is really to have a unique system that is scalable and still keep the uh, nice decentralization features like Bitcoin. Uh, and this is uh, right now we don't see another season is doing is has been achieving this I, I know a lot of projects they want to or they promoting that they are doing something like this but so far i don't see uh, a project that has been delivering this uh, deli delivering this uh, and what we are doing is to really to make a, a practical system that is uh, fully operational and with these uh, nice features like scalability decentralization and uh, good security for smart contracts uh, I, I believe that this is uh, totally needed in the in the crypto space, and, and we are very unique in, in terms of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, keeping it back to the decentralized version, making making yeah. proof of work work. <laughs> it's uh, it's about so proof let's talk of a bit work about mainly, the, the but it's... proof of work. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So let's talk a bit about proof of work and what are your thoughts about mining in general? Nice hash we are mining uh, platform. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the current crypto industry in, in the mining and where do you see Alephium positioned within that? Uh, you mentioned you're taking parts of Bitcoin and advantages of Ethereum and making that work. So are you comp competing directly with them or are you focused on a, a different a different segment? Of the market. Mm, we, uh, I don't think we are competing with mm, any of the existing platforms right now. Uh, for example, for Ethereum, we, we are actually our mining algorithm is more core and intensive uh, instead of memory intensive. So, like dual mining is more, mm, it's very efficient uh, and actually a good option. Um, for other few. Mm -hmm. And uh, for Bitcoin is definitely, we are not competing because Bitcoin is ASIC friendly and the, the rigs is not, uh, people cannot use the Bitcoin rigs to mine other few. Uh, and for the for the long term, I believe that uh, we are not like Bitcoin. Bitcoin is more like story of uh, store of uh, value uh, coin. And uh, we are more really focused on adding smart contract stuff to the Bitcoin tech stack. So we are focusing more on the uh, application side. Uh, like, and Eastern, Eastern is going to switch to proof of staking. Um, we will not be competing with it as well. So yeah, I think we are, uh, we are pretty much uh, different from the existing blockchains uh, in terms of mining and uh, proof of work. Mm -hmm. So you, you mentioned that uh, decentralization is important uh, factor to you. Um, so how do you think, what do you think of the other proof of work blockchains that we have now? Um, yeah, so decentralization definitely is very important for me. Uh, actually, there are a lot of uh, like 
the definition of decentralizing is always not that clear, but for me, it has several important uh, aspects. Uh, the first one is, of course, uh, the don't trust but verify uh, uh, aspect of it, right? Everyone can validate the, validate the whole blockchain with the front nodes. Uh, to achieve this, I think a lightweight front node is very important. Yeah. Like Bitcoin, right? You can run a phone node with a laptop, um, but for Ethereum or for other blockchains, it's not possible, and and this is not really decentralized. Uh, the second aspect is um, decentralization for developers. Uh, you know, for developers, if you want to build something on top of the uh, blockchain platform, you need to really access the uh, the the blockchain, right? Uh, in this case, uh, a lightweight phone node is also very critical. Like if you want to build some uh, dApps on Solana and uh, you need to kind of maintain a service for Solana, you need to run the phone nodes. Uh, but right now the cost for running a Solana validator or like a phone node is really very expensive. For example, right now we are building a bridge uh, to connect Arifune to other blockchains. Uh, but we are considering, really considering not to to bridge to Solana because uh, the cost to run the Solana validator is really like too expensive, and also is kind of hard to debug it, right? Um, so, in terms in terms of uh, developer experience or like the accessibility of uh, uh, development resources, I think a lightweight funnel is also very important, and this can help uh, improve the. Uh, decentralization of the ecosystem because eventually the whole ecosystem is built by developers, right? And if developers have problems to run a phone node to access the, the whole platform, uh, I don't think you are building a decentralized platform. Uh, True, yeah. So that's the the, uh, the second aspect. Uh, and the last uh, aspect, very important, is really the uh, distribution of your network, right? Uh, you you want it to scale uh, like smoothly and efficiently. Uh, a light a lightweight is also important, uh, and the people from different countries, even in the countries developing countries, they can run the phone nodes to support and to to secure the network. Right, um, that is also very important for um, like censorship resistance, and uh, I think like. Especially the proof of staking systems is not really um, uh, achieving like working in this direction. Uh, uh, and the comparing to other proof of work blockchains, I feel like um, in general, I feel like proof of work is more decentralized compared to proof of staking. So I don't feel um, that's much of issue for the existing or the popular uh, proof of work blockchains but there are some small details regarding what kind of proof of work algorithm you choose uh, and what kind of tokenomics you have um, so uh, a lot of small details could uh, might uh, uh, the the level of decentralization your projects could have yep yeah very good point about the developers as well that's a uh important thing that's not often talked about actually that yeah you need to have access to to the platform and having a light full node like you say is yeah. that's really really key to, to keeping it decentralized 
So, so if you're mining on a lithium, yep. so it's GPO. Is it GPO only, or can you also mine with a, a CPU? What What do you need to get started mining with you guys? So, basically, you can mine with anything that can uh, do Blake-free uh, hashing. So, we have two implementation of CPU miners, but they are, uh, let's say, low efficiency. So, compared to to GPU or other implementations. So they are useful only on a devnet or a testnet to, to main testnet coins. Uh, on the mainnet, it's mainly uh, GPU now, dominated by the GPUs. And we start to see FPGA implementations also. And as we are uh, not ASIC resistant and actually quite ASIC friendly, we will at some point see uh, some ASIC implementations of the miner. Okay, so for the long term, you you plan to expand and build the network with ASICs as well, not rather than making it ASIC resistant. Yep. So, um, actually, when when I started to choose the proof of work algorithm for RFU, I did a, a lot of research like. Uh, uh, ASIC resistance and uh, ASIC friendly uh, uh, friendly mining algorithm. Um, based on my research, is like uh, when the project is when the proof of work algorithm is ASIC friendly, it's going to be more uh, user friendly for the. Based on my research and the investigation, is for the very long term, uh, if you have a ASIC friendly algorithm, usually the security is better because the miners they are pretty much uh, bounded to the to the blockchain, right? Uh, if it's a GPU algorithm, then the miners they can have a lot of options to mine on the blockchain, so they can choose either to to mine for example Ethereum or choose to mine uh, Ergo. and they can easily switch. And also, uh, fifty-one percent attack is much easier in this case. Uh, for example, if someone uh, want to rent a lot of hash rate from the Eastern platform to attack another GPU uh, GPU mining blockchain, uh, it's going to be much easier. So uh, based on this, I choose to to make the RFM platform to be ASIC, ASIC friendly for the very long term. And also this approach has been pretty much like tested by Bitcoin for for many years, right? So I believe it's going to be, we can learn and use the same experience from Bitcoin community. So that's that's the reason you went with the Blake 3 algorithm? Is that those were your criteria? So for Blake 3 is, uh, first we are looking for a new, new algorithm for the proof of work. Um, we don't want to to invent something, you know, by hand because the hash algorithm is a cryptographic primitives. It's, it's very easy to, uh, uh, you need the uh, kind of the uh, specialized knowledge to make one. And we are blockchain developers, uh, researchers, we are not cryptographers. Mm -hmm. So we have to choose one from the existing, you know, cryptographic world. And Black3 is interesting because it's a simple algorithm and uh, we really, we are really looking for a simple algorithm because it is going to make the, the, the minor developers, they 
converge to the same type of uh, minus. You know? uh, this is also important to have a very simple algorithm. Yeah. And the breakthrough happens to satisfy the both conditions. Like first is uh, uh, IC friendly and second is, is a simple, really, really simple algorithm. And uh, uh, lastly, actually, the one of the author is living in the same city as me, so <laughs> uh, it's much easier. <laughs> so if you have a problem, you just call him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very helpful. So, so yeah, so we talked about the proof of work. We talked about proof of stake. If uh, if and when Ethereum goes to stake, uh, do you think that Ethereum will attract a lot of GPU miners? Will Will this remain profitable without uh, price discovery, or do you think this is still too early to to say? So it's kind of already attracting miners because you know we we never know when the the move is really. It's announced and postponed, and every time it's announced, uh, mm -hmm. some miners are are freaking out and starting to look for alternative solutions. So we we already seen some quite big uh, arrival of miners coming from the Ethereum ecosystem. Um, I'm not sure what do you mean about the price discovery. Uh, I'm not sure I understood the that part. I just mean um, if you if you suddenly get a lot of we, miners uh, on the network. Yeah. Then you would, uh, then your profitability would would drop. So then your miners would drop off. But if yeah, the price sure, goes sure. up at so, the same time, then it would remain profitable. So people would stay on the network. Yeah, as we are a quite young blockchain, it happens uh, all the time for now. Uh, like huge increases in hash rate and quite significant drops. Um, the the difficulty adjustment algorithm is uh, tailored for to accommodate for this, and uh, for now we see like a lot of adoption through uh, sometimes even weird stuff we absolutely did not imagine, like uh, dual mining or trial mining uh, of Alephium with something else. So we we already see some of the. Ethereum miners shifting and kind of hedging by, by dual mining. So you think, so, so it's possible to, um, yeah, you just mentioned it's possible to double or triple mine with the uh, lithium. Yeah. So because, uh, because the algorithm is, uh, the Blake free algorithm is not using the same uh, let's say the same capacity uh, within the GPU as uh, some other algorithms like the, the one for Ethereum. You can dual mine with more efficiency than if it would be two different cards mining the, the two different chains. So the sum is more, more interesting by spending the same uh, electricity with the same number of cards, you are more efficient by mining two, two coins or even free in some configurations. Cool. Yeah, yeah that makes it interesting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so you talk a bit about um, staking as well as like adding a staking layer to this. Is that something you're adding on top later or 
how does it work? Is it anything to do with the validation or with the validation stay proof of work? And this is simply an extra feature or how, how will that work? Yeah, it's definitely for dApps or like, let's say second layer applications built on top of uh, Alephium. It's not for the Alephium consensus algorithm. That's the proof of work or proof okay, of class yeah. work. Uh, but on top of it, you can build application mm -hmm. that use uh, staking for whatever reasons, hopefully good reasons. So, yeah, so I was going to ask, so that's a layer two. So that's would not provide any extra feature for someone who is mining. Would they also mine and stake together? That would depend uh, on the depths, presumably. Yeah, it would depend on the depths, but in most cases, it's... Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Go on, go on. Yeah, pretty much like the like the current Eastern platform. I personally think this is actually bait because once uh, the Eastern switch to proof of staking, users is going to have problems like they need to put the coins either for staking or either for DeFi, uh, right? And there will be some issues in choosing which approach to go. Uh, there are also some security implications for this because uh, if most of the coins is, is used for DeFi and a few of them is used for staking, then the network can be have some security issues, right? Because you can basically borrow the, the coins from the uh, from some protocol and then change the staking, for example, right? Uh, you have you could probably have more coins in DeFi and then you, you kind of secure, uh, use it to attack the network, something like that. And in in the proof of work plus the app uh, approach, you will not have this issue because the security is uh, kind of guaranteed by the external service. Yeah, right? yeah by the proof of work. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. So yeah, so let's talk a bit more about the um, the future of Alephium and, and the tokens, like tokenization, you have, um, I looked a little bit through your tokenization. It seems a little complex, but maybe you can explain that and how, how it works. And do you hope to get this onto some big exchanges in the future? Yeah. So we are uh, definitely working on, on listing. We are already listed on uh, gate.io and working with some other uh, exchange and on listing. It's difficult for a layer one blockchain for a new layer one to get listed because the exchange need to to support the the nodes to run the nodes to run their own wallets it's not as easy as uh, adding a erc20 token let's say uh on the tokenomics part um yeah we tried uh, we tried to maximally simplify and to to provide some easily verifiable on-chain guarantees. Um, oh yeah, that's uh, our approach to, to provide simple and on-chain guarantees. So how are the actual tokens uh, released? So you have quite a lot uh, allocated to community management and development. Is this yeah. a large percentage? Do you consider that centralized of the tokens or how, how is the ecosystem itself managed? Uh, so it's uh, 
it can be it depends how to which product sorry which project you compare different projects like near flow or whatever different chains handle uh, community allocation in very different ways uh, also you should consider that proof of stake chain and proof of work chain are very different in this regard because proof of stake if you own a big stake at the beginning you continue to to issue new coins for us to issue new coins it would be mining so that's a, a main main difference we we cannot sustain like large mining operation ourselves and being competitive so we we don't create new tokens so everything we have for the community is kind of pre-allocated uh, since the beginning also it's worth uh, mentioning that uh, we don't immediately have access to all these amounts it's locked on chain and uh, vested over several years uh, depending on the allocation it's uh, vesting from two years to four years with quarterly releases so that's the let's say the maximum uh, of access that we uh, we have at any point in time and um, uh, you know upfront we we cannot guarantee uh, too much so we try to provide very simple but again verifiable guarantees on chain and over time we will try to uh, maybe not decentralize but di distribute as much as possible and to have more external teams in charge of uh, for example community allocations or community funds development funds etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm -hmm. so something uh, i just thought while you're talking about that uh, about yeah, like two or four years at a time do you have a halving on your network in a similar way that bitcoin does or not shane you want to cover that one uh, maybe i I could answer this. Yeah. So we are not we are not using the halving mechanism like Bitcoin because the uh, it first is kind of uh, the the four year period is a bit too long to to adjust the emission uh, uh, based on the the it's not adaptive to the market mm -hmm. actually. So what we uh, go we went for is something more adaptive uh, based on time and based on hash rate. Uh, so basically the emission is uh, is a formula uh, on top of these two factors. Um, so right now the emission is going, is going to kind of uh, decrease gradually along with time, uh, but it's going to get stabilized at, uh, at some point. So in terms of this is a bit, it's a bit more like a uh, Monero not like uh, uh, Bitcoin. Uh, and uh, for the um, for the hubbing, I think right now it's really tricky for any new projects to adopt it. Uh, Bitcoin has been really early. Mm -hmm. uh, it has the uh, like timing advantages. Uh, I, I believe that most of the new projects, they don't really use this mechanism anymore. Agree. So yeah, another thing I noticed was you um, implement your own. You mentioned all the depths. You implemented your own programming language, Rolf. So the syntax is very similar to Rust, and you built your own virtual machine. 
Is that beneficial to growth on the network or does that make it harder for developers to get in, into? Mm, yeah, so this is actually one of the main innovation of, of the whole platform. I definitely think that is going to be beneficial for developers uh, because the whole whole smart contract stuff uh, is is built for developers to to build applications on top of the platform, and uh, is very um, right now the main problem for the apps is the uh, is two things in my opinion. The first thing is the security. Uh, Right now, like we we heard about like big hackers on the Eastern platform, probably every yeah. week, right? People lose a lot of money, uh, and this is really a problem. And right now, for developers, it's very hard to to write the secure the apps, uh, and the people usually need to cost a lot of money to get the smart contracts to be audited, like probably fifty at least like fifty k. Uh, like dollars for the for the auditing of uh, the app, mm -hmm. or even more, of course. So this is actually makes the bar of the, the app development to be very high, right? It, it's not like everyone can build the app and make it uh, deploy it on the internet uh, on the uh, Eastern uh, blockchain and uh, ask users to to use it. It's just a very risky. So we built a new virtual machine and. Uh, a new language to make the uh, whole development to be more secure. Uh, we actually, because we use UTXO model, um, we build a new execution engine on top of it. And by default, we get a much higher security than the, the EVM, than the Solidity smart contract on Eastern platform. So that's the first part. And then second part is, uh, by building a new virtual machine and new language, we can have the option to make it uh, to be more simplified than the other uh, approaches. Right now, Solidity and also the like the other approaches like uh, Wasm-based approach is getting more and more complicated. They even want to make it to be compatible with the uh, Wasm virtual machine, which is the kind of the core of the the modern browser somehow. Mm -hmm. Uh, because the the JavaScript will be uh, kind of be running on the uh, Wasm machine as well, and this is really get, make the whole stack to be more complicated. And the, the risk is hard to control. But for other things, we build a new virtual machine and we keep the simplicity in mind as well. We design it to be as simple as possible and uh, keep the security as the first principle. We have the, a lot of freedoms to. Uh, to make our design to to comply with our motivation and our uh, requirements. Uh, so right now the virtual machine and the language is uh, is working in production. We are writing the apps with it already, and we are really seeing that uh, it improves the security, it improves the dev experience, uh, and is really something we should have for for a new blockchain. Um, so I definitely believe that this can. Uh, decrease the bar for developers to build secure uh, application on top of our blockchain platform, yeah, and it's going to be uh, a big, big selling point for Alfin, I believe. So it's quite simple to learn. Uh... 
is actually simplified language, the, uh, a simplified version of Rust. Mm -hmm. And there are already a lot of Rust developers in the crypto uh, space. So it's going to be easy. Uh, at least right now, in, we are not really, uh, that's known by the external world, but right now, inside the team, uh, I think it's uh, really easy to, to grasp the language. Uh, so in the next phase, we are going to uh, prepare like best documentation, best examples to, uh, you know, to onboard new developers. Uh, I'm very confident about that. It's going to be liked by developers because I'm personally I'm a developer. I build something. I I I have to build something that I would really like to use uh, in my daily work. <laughs> so far, I'm really happy about it. So I'm very confident that in the future, the other developers they will really really like it. Great. That sounds really good. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the web engine and JavaScript. So the JavaScript's a real mess. <laughs> I tried to learn a bit of that, but it's not for me. <laughs> oh, JavaScript, the whole stack is so complicated. <laughs> it's a I'm mess. I'm trying to debug that on uh, blockchain. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, so, so you have a simpler sort of version of the, um, the coding to get developers in. Do you also plan to simplify a bit the wallet? Uh, you have like four different mining addresses. It's not super uh, user-friendly if someone is brand new to, to mining. So is that um, something you plan to keep it this way or you plan to, to simplify that in, as well? Actually, it was already simplified uh, in two ways. So we we uh, published the first, uh, the sorry, the new version of the wallet a few days ago and it handles the desktop wallet, and it handles automatically these uh, groups, uh, addresses by groups. And uh, another way it was uh, solved is coming from the mining pools. They also uh, build some abstraction layers on top of these uh, groups and allowed miners to just withdraw uh, rewards to a single address. So we, let's say, we have a technical reality that we are a sharded blockchain and that we have groups of addresses and you need to have a, like the, the block reward is going to an address in that group. But then both uh, mining pools and wallets can build abstractions on top of it and that's already the case. So it's already quite invisible for most miners. Only solo miners are aware and should be aware of it. Okay, I see. Yeah. So basically you're using one address that's then managing the other ones. Yeah. And the recent wallet, desktop wallet integrated all the cool features like uh, uh, swiping all coins to a new address, etc, etc. Great, sounds good. I'll check it out. So you, yeah, you have quite a lot of uh, your team are based in Switzerland. Is that uh, considered, from your perspective, uh, being there, is that a crypto-friendly place? We hear a lot of talk uh, in different parts of the media, like places that are crypto-friendly and then are not crypto-friendly. How do you, how do you think that's uh, going to go in Switzerland in terms of the? Crypto Valley that we hear about uh, in Zook. Do you think that's here to stay and it's going to continue to grow like that? 
or can this can this change in the future i think it's there to stay so it's definitely very crypto friendly in switzerland in general there are like more let's say hot spots few hot spots but in general it's very crypto friendly in in switzerland so the hot spots you have uh, crypto valley in sug that's more of let's say legal address and and for some obvious tax taxation reasons home for many foundations and, mm -hmm. and organizations and companies um Alephium was founded in uh, in lausanne in canton de vaux because uh, yeah, Sheng was there and and uh, epfl served as a good base also to to uh, kind of source uh, good scala developers and uh, now we are uh, moving to to Neuchâtel, which is also one of the hotspots in, in Switzerland. But we we have many, like in Geneva, Ticino, and a few others. And the, one of the reasons it's here yeah, to it's, stay. Uh, being in... Go on, go. On. Uh, I just want to add that um, one of the advantages of uh, being in Switzerland is. Uh, Kind of easier to find uh, projects to collaborate with or to partner with compared to, I believe, compared to other cities or other countries. Yeah, one so of the reasons for this is because they, one place, yeah. they don't need to hide. Yeah. Uh, companies are open about what they're doing here, so it's easier to, to collaborate. Cool. Yeah, sounds like a good place for um, base for for growth. That's really cool. So yeah, thank you guys. I mean, it's been really interesting to hear about Alephium and your project. Um, I learned quite a few new things today, so it's really interesting to hear what you're doing. From a first glance, it seemed quite uh, complex layers of project, but you've broken it down into something that's really uh, simple and secure, and really like uh, the sound of it. So we look forward to hear more about the project. So that's all for, for today from Nice Talk. Uh, so this was Nice Talk with Lefium. And make sure you check out the Lefium uh, website, go and see what they're doing. And uh, if you're mining, you try NiceHash. We have algorithm switching. Uh, so after Ethereum 2 goes, you'll have NiceHash Miner where you can switch to many different coins uh, and continue mining. Thanks for today, and we'll see you next time.